You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can find notes for this message along with more information about our church at church2911.com. Here's our lead pastor, Rick Hand, with this week's message. So today, let me tell you what we're going to preach about this morning. I'll have a word of prayer and get into it, and I'm going to be kind of brief like I was last week. It's, you know, try to give you some good stuff, but try not to overdo it here, all right? Uh, okay, so... I'm going to preach to you today about a coffee shop, okay, a coffee shop. Now, if you think this sermon is just about a coffee shop, you're going to miss it again, all right? Now, I'm going to tell you some things about a coffee shop, the coffee shop, and if you missed open house, if you missed all the other stuff, and you had, you know, it's just gone over your head about 20 times and you've never heard anything about it, we're opening a coffee shop in the front part of the building, it's going to be open, uh, Every day of the week except for Sundays, okay, to touch community. That's what I'm going to talk to you about today, but it's not just about that. This sermon is not just about a coffee shop because as I preached last week to you, as I shared last week to you, here's the whole thing. One of the things, this is what we're wrapped up with, is the whole purpose of this building to us is to find as many ways as possible to reach as many people as possible to introduce them to Jesus Christ. The coffee shop is one of those, but the same reasons for the coffee shop are going to apply to a lot of other things, okay? That's why this is not just a message about a coffee shop, but that's where we're going to be, okay? So let's pray and uh, get in the message. Father, thank you, God, again for, uh, for our kids that are here with us, Lord, that we get to enjoy worship with them today and, and uh, we get to spend some time with them. Thank you, God, for everyone that's here. Thank you, God, for uh, this awesome building and the things, more than the building, the things that you are going to do through us, through this building. Ask you, God, to please uh, lead us in this time. Help us get it. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said... Okay, you got to get this. You got to get this. You've got to get the gist. You've got to get the meat. You've got to get the heart of this message today. You've got to get this, okay? You've got to hear it. And you would not just say, oh, that was nice and go home. It's got to be more than that. We have to hear that. We have to get this. Not, not just get it here. We got to get it here, okay? We've got to get it here. Why in the world would the pastor preach on a coffee shop? Well, let me tell you, I've preached on God opening up and letting cows out of a fence before. That sermon was not about cows. You know what I mean? Okay, so in a way, you know, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm really going to share some stuff with you about a coffee shop. Why? But there's so much more that is there. Okay, so let's get into it. So why a coffee shop? Glad you asked. I'm going to give you six, six real quick points if I can. Hopefully, if I can, okay? Here's the first one. Here's the, here's the first why of a coffee shop is to help get your light on as tall a pole as possible. All right, Larry, does, Larry, do you know what scripture I might be going to? Larry Lamb, you know, I'm talking about a lot. You know, you know maybe, maybe Larry would know this. I, I think his, his kids recognize it. So let me take you some scripture. These words of Jesus, Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You're the light of the world. A town built on a hill, uh, on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand. They put it up, up high, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, Jesus says, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. How many of you have a salt shaker in your home? Anybody? Anybody? Oh, Oh, that's not just something that we do? <laughs> Y'all do that too? We have a salt shaker at home. And you, why do you have a salt shaker? To season the food, right? To enhance the flavor, those kinds of things. And tell me this, so, so it's for seasoning. How much seasoning happens while the salt is in the shaker? 
then how much seasoning is happening by the church being the salt of the world while the church is in the shaker? That's right here. Not a lot of seasoning going on right now. I mean, we may be blessing one another a little bit, but the church, us, we aren't doing a lot of seasoning right here. The same way Jesus said, just like a light. You don't light a candle and put it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine. Some of y'all old enough remember that one, right? <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't put it under a bowl. How much light comes away from a candle that is under a bowl? None. And I, I think a lot of times... Our church buildings become bowls. They become shakers of salt that, that the, the seasoning and the light never gets out of because it's all just right here. And so the purpose of a, of a coffee shop is to help you get your, like, like that, get it up on a pole, on a tall pole where people can see because he says, so that others, it may shine before others and others may glorify God. Now, do you think God is interested, do you think Jesus was interested in, in just getting you to glorify God? Or maybe those people that haven't seen him yet. I mean, that's why it's not enough for us to just shine our light here on Sunday mornings in this building. That's why it's not enough for us to just try to season one another's day by being here and encouraging one another. We got to get this seasoning out of the shaker. And we got to get the light out from under the bowl. It's got to get out. So that's one of the reasons for the coffee shop, okay? Here's the second one. Go and give me that to remind me what my second one is. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, yeah, reach people living in a new normal. Is there anybody here that would argue with me if I say this? Life has changed in the last seven months in our country, world, and communities. Anybody want to argue? <laughs> See me after church if you do, okay? I'll give you equal time next week if you want to. Life has changed. And the people, if, if, if it's changed, if life has changed, then the people living that life, their whole situation has changed. And so why a coffee shop? Because we've got to have a way to reach people living in the new normal. Here, here's, a, here's a great quote from Kerry Newhoff. He's, he's a pastor in Canada. And one of the reasons I, I like following him and listening to him is because they're normally a little further down the road in kind of the, the break away from the traditional church and even the decline that we see in a lot of traditional churches. They're a little further. And they, he said, this is what you're going to be facing in the United States really soon. You know, that, that this is, these are the struggles. You're gonna, that's one of the reasons I like to listen to him. Is, is he, he's not a doom and gloom guy. He said, hey, here's what you need to do because you can be ahead of the curve by watching what's going on here. Look, here's what he says about this whole time that we're in right now. But the biggest mistake most leaders will make is the emotional rush to get back into a facility, to see everyone again, to assemble their teams, and get back to normal. They'll re-embrace a model of ministry designed to reach a world that no longer exists. You think about that. What we were doing eight months ago, maybe it is designed to reach a world that no longer exists. This world has changed. I mean, how many of you are shaking hands as often right now as you were eight months ago? <laughs> None of us, right? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> if you, and getting in trouble for it if you are, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, we're not doing it. Life has changed. Everything is Every little bit of, it seems like it's, it's touched everything. And because of that, the old models aren't going to necessarily work. Don't rush back into them. We have to have a model that is going to reach people living in a new normal. Because there are some people that are maybe never, at least in the foreseeable future, ever going ba back to the same normal they had eight months ago. And so we got to have a, have a new normal, okay? So 
Here's another one. Is this one the 167? Let me make sure I've got my, got it. Yes, make this building about the 167. Now, we used another number when we were at Civic Center because some people were there four or five hours, and so we used a different number. But anybody know what the 167 means? Anybody? Anybody? It's the, it's the, it's the hours that we're not here in a Sunday morning service. We got one hour. We got 168 hours in the week. We've got one hour that we're here in a Sunday morning service. And so we want to make this building about the 167 that we're not here. You know, like, like I was saying last week, you know, we got to find as many ways as possible, not just in this moment, not just in this hour, but as many ways as possible to reach as many people as possible so we can introduce them to Jesus Christ and help them grow into the people that Jesus meant for them to become. Now, one of the staff members said this, and I should have asked them, but I didn't, I didn't ask them, so I didn't give them credit for it because I didn't know if they'd be embarrassed for it. But here, here's, a, here's a quote. They said, if we bought this building to be about Sunday morning, we bought the wrong building. Okay? We didn't buy this building to be about Sunday morning. If we did, we wasted our money. We're wasting our time. Because that's not what this is about. This, this room right here of all of this, this is about 45% of the square foot square footage in this whole building. So we didn't buy this building to tear down all the walls and make it one big sanctuary. We, we bought this building to find as many ways as possible to reach as many people as possible so we can introduce them to Jesus Christ. And so that's the reason for a coffee shop. Okay, but, but really, I guess really everything that I've been talking about so far is a, just about evangelism. Really, it's not necessarily specific to a coffee shop, even though these are reasons for a coffee shop. Maybe they're not specific, but why a specific? Why a coffee shop? Well, I, I could still give you a whole lot more reasons. I could tell you about the burden and the, the vision that is on, in many of our, our staff members and leaders for something like this. But let, let me give you this by asking you three questions, all right? Because it's, I, uh, what, what's, what's my next one? Oh, yeah, come back to the basics. I, I knew I had three questions. I couldn't remember what I was going to say here. Back to the basics. Get to the back. Here's, here's three questions. When was the last time you invited someone to come to a church service and they showed up? Think about that. And you know what? Right now, it's probably even harder to get that to happen because they've got the reason or the excuse of, well, I don't want to be in crowds right now because of the coronavirus stuff. You know, I don't know all those strangers in your church. It's even harder right now. I mean, uh, two or three months ago when we started trying to, you know, started trying to begin to gather and then we had a couple of staff members, myself included, uh, test positive and we had to back away. During that time, the churches that were having church, the average, what I was hearing, was about 35% of the people are back. Now, 35% of church people are coming back to church. Then what does that say about people that don't go to church? I mean, inviting somebody to come to church and having them show up is maybe not going to be as easy to get them to a church service. Okay, so that was the first question. How long has it been since you invited someone to come to a church service and they showed up? All right, so here's the next question. Real similar to that one, just change it up just a little bit at the end there. How long has it been since you invited someone to church service? Just a church service. That you just invited them. Not that they showed up or not. Just let me ask the question. Oh, that, that's pointed, Pastor. How long has it been since you invited someone to a church service? How long? Uh, and even, let's back up and just, let's act like the last seven and a half months didn't even, didn't even happen. And we were back in the end of February, the first of March. And I ask you that question, how long has it been since you invited someone to a church service? Whew. We wouldn't like to have to answer that one publicly, stand up right now and answer, would we? You know, so 
That's a real pointy one. That's a hard one. Pastor, why would, why would, why would you slap us in the face with that one this morning? Because let, let me ask you the third question, and I think you'll get what I'm saying here. All right, so how long has it been since you invited someone and they showed up for a church service? How long has it been since you actually even tried and invited someone to a church service? Thirdly, how long has it been since you asked someone to meet you for coffee? Or lunch? Or maybe ask, ask a, another mom, hey, why don't we bring the kids and meet at the park and let them play together? How long has that been? You've probably asked someone to coffee or to lunch or to the park many times since the last time you invited somebody to a church service. Now, I, let's go ahead and say shame on us, yes, because we should be, but at the same time, let's realize that's where we live. That's where we live. We live in coffee shops and in Chick-fil-A. Oh, well, I guess right now we live in the Chick-fil-A drive through line <laughs> for a half hour, right, <laughs> wrapping around the building or at the park. That's where we live. So a coffee shop gets us back to the basics of not trying to become something we're not. Pastor, I'm just not an evangelist. I don't know how to share the, you know, the five points of salvation or the whatevers, you know, and you got the, all the little things. Of the, you know, I don't know how to share all that, Pastor. But you know how to invite someone to coffee. You know how to invite someone to lunch and to just talk to them about their life. You know, sometimes we make it so big and we make it so hard, we make it so spiritual that nobody can do it. And this is just taking it back to the basics. Just real simply back to the basics. Okay, what's my next point right here? I'm sorry, I mixed these up this morning. And so, all right, so make a well. All right. And, and let me go read you this uh, quote. This is from Mark Batterson. Anybody ever heard of Mark Batterson? Circle? Circle maker, you know? Okay, if you want to know about a coffee shop, read one of his books. Or just Google Mark Batterson and, and read about what they've done. But he said this, they, they, they have a huge coffee shop uh, a block and a half from Capitol Hill. Jesus didn't just hang out in the synagogue, he hung out at wells. Wells were natural gathering places in ancient culture. Coffee houses are modern wells. Now this reference uh, specifically, uh, your mind has to go, if you know anything about the Bible, it has to go to John chapter 4 where Jesus met a woman at the well. She was a Samaritan. They weren't even supposed to be talking. A Jewish man and a Samaritan woman, I mean, he ought to be looking down on her and not even give her the time of day. And there he is talking to her and sharing, sharing with her about the water of life that will change her life and she'll never be thirsty ever, ever, ever again and all that, okay? And, you know, when he goes to this well, he's talking to his disciples. They're on a journey. And he says, I need to go through Samaria. There were a lot of places he could get a drink of water. But he said, I need to go to Samaria. I need to go through here because he was headed to this well because he knew that when she would be there all by herself that he could talk to her and he could offer her this hope of eternal life and salvation and, and, a, and a, a, a drink of the water of life that he was so that she would never be thirsty again. That's what he did. He went out of his way. He, he didn't have to go through Samaria, but he said, I need to go through Samaria. He didn't have to, but he needed to. And more than he needed to, she needed him to come through Samaria to tell her about that. Are, are you listening to me? Listen, because I think Jesus has probably gone out of his way for you a lot of times too. Can, I, can somebody give me a little amen there or I heard, I heard a couple of, mm-hmm, that's good too, all right. I'll take those as well, that's good. 
Jesus has gone out of his way for us many, many times. And so we need to go out of our way as well. So what we're going to do is not just go visit a well, we're going to make a well. If a coffee shop is a modern-day well, we're going to make a well. We're going to make a well because we want to go out of our way to find a way, any way possible. And, and coffee shop is just one of several ideas that we already have of trying to reach our communities. And I'll, let me just drop this in here before I get to my last, my sixth thing, and we'll wrap this up. Let me just drop this in here because the name of the coffee shop that's going to be right there, and you, you might, might see a coming soon banner, really soon, all right, is called Maker's Coffee. Right, throw it in there, just making a well, Maker's Coffee, okay? And uh, we're going to share with you some of the why behind that name, okay? We're going to share some of that with you, but Maker's Coffee. So when you see that, you'll know that's a 2911 coffee shop, all right? So here, here's, here's, uh, here's the last thing. Why a coffee shop? Because it's time to be all in. Now, let me say this. There are a lot of people who just want a place to fit in. There are a lot of people that just want a place. Some people just want a place to hide in church. Just give me a place to fit in, to sit and to hide. You know, you don't have any dark corners here, Pastor, that I can hide in. You know, can we, can we take out a couple more lights or something and just want a place to hide? You know, I call it the allure of the bubble. You know, we, lo we love living in a bubble, most of us do. You know, work our 40 hours a week, go to, go to school for our five days a week, go to our five classes uh, at college, you know, and, and uh, come home, do the homework we got to do, take out the trash, whatever, eat dinner, plop down on the TV in front of, uh, in front of the TV on the couch or with our game system or whatever, and uh, maybe occasionally go somewhere with family or friends. But well, we got this nice little bubble. And you know what? All that unrest out there that's going on in other cities, it doesn't matter because I'm in my bubble. You know, and uh, all the people that are getting coronavirus and are dying or struggling with it, that doesn't matter because I'm in my bubble. And all the people that are dying and going to hell, that doesn't matter because I'm in my bubble. I go to church that one hour out of my 168 hours a week, but we like the bubble, the allure of the bubble, the draw of the bubble, to have that bubble. It's just simple and everything. It's like, I, I think we treat life sometimes like a sitcom. Y'all know what sitcoms are, right? You know, there's some big problem that happens, and then it's funny for about 25 minutes until they solve the problem, and then life is wonderful in the world, right? Everything is just wonderful. You know, you turn it off, and you just, it's over. You know, it's over. Their, their world is, is perfect for the next week until you turn it back on, they have another problem, right? <laughs> and that's kind of the way I think we do a lot of times is, is we get our problem solved, and then we act like everything is wonderful with the world. And you know what? I can't say everything I would like to say right now because of the ages that are in this room. So I need you to read between the lines, teenagers and adults, and let me tell you that all is not right with this world. And for us to live in a bubble is like salt in a shaker. It's like light under a bowl. All is not right with this world. A21 would not exist if all was right with this world. And if you don't know what A21 is, just Google it and read a while until you get convicted of living in your shaker if you've been living in your salt shaker. Uh, places like uh, uh, rehabs, halfway houses, safe houses would not exist if all was right with the world. Okay, now that's, that's, a, 
I think that's about as pointed as I can get with you with all the ages that are in the room right now, okay? If you understand what I'm saying, I want you to go a little deeper with that and understand life is not okay. Jesus didn't call us to live in a bubble. He called us to live out a mission. We have a mission because life is not all right in this world. Because everything is not going wonderfully, because people are hurting, because people are dying, and people are going to hell every day. We have mission. And that's why a coffee shop and all the other things we think that we need to do from this because, because life is, is not wonderful for everybody in the world. And every one of us needs to find. I'm not talking about just us as a group. It's really easy to show up at a church and say, well, my church is doing a lot of good stuff, but what am I doing? Every one of us needs to find that place that Christ meant for us to stand in the gap for someone whose life is not okay. That's what 2911 is about. 2911 is not about one hour a week. It's about 167 also. It's not about a building for a Sunday morning service. It's about finding as many ways as possible to reach as many people as possible to introduce them to Jesus Christ. And that's what, me, that's what it means to be all in. Not one hour, not one church service, not one quick prayer, not one little thing, but as many things, whatever it takes to reach as many people as we can possibly reach. I want to ask uh, the worship team to start making their way this way so when I finish praying, they can lead us in a final song. And, and uh, then we're also going to come back. If, if you have questions, again, like we did last week, about anything, coffee shops, building, uh, salvation, anything, text at 476-2911. We'll try to answer those before we close in, in just a few moments, okay? But I want us to pray. I want us to pray a twofold prayer here right now. First, I want us to pray for the people that life is not okay for in our world and in our community, and especially in our circles. And then I want to pray that God would shake us out of our salt shaker. That he would stir us to get out from under the bowl, out from under whatever simple place it is that, that, that we'd rather just stay in because life is better here, okay? So I want us to pray for all those people, but I want us to, pr to, us to pray for ourselves also. That God would stir us to do something about it. If you need prayer, we'd love to pray with you. You can email our prayer team at prayer at church2911.com or text us at 205-476-2911. You can learn more about our church by visiting church2911.com or connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at church2911. Thanks for listening to the 2911 Sermons Podcast. We hope you know that God has an amazing dream for you. And as always, we dare you to dream.